G'day, welcome. Uh, mind noise and understanding others. If our parents didn't love and understand each other, how are we to know what love looks like? The most precious inheritance that parents can give their children is their own happiness. And this is a great cause for debate because sometimes people are more happy apart than they are together. It doesn't mean they have to be enemies. So let's talk about this. If we have happy parents, we have received the richest inheritance of all. In my own life, in my own childhood, I did not have happy parents. Uh, I've spent my life searching for what it meant to be happy in a relationship, in a family, in a home. If I'd started with that base, I would have spent my life searching for other things. <laughs> we feed and support our own happiness. We nourish uh, the ability to love others. And so that's why to love means to learn the art of nourishing our happiness first. Understanding someone is the biggest gift you can give another person. Understanding is love's other name. If you don't understand, you can't love. This goes for your work too. Understanding is a, a person is leading them. This is why we break large audiences into teams and groups in order to understand them individually or as a small group better. A leader must understand up to 20,000 people if they are the sum of all the employees, suppliers and customers. If not, the leader leads without love and that's doomed. At the heart of my inner wealth teaching is the idea that understanding is love's other name. That to love another means to fully understand them. To try to understand another person using psychological mumbo jumbo or spiritual metaphors assumes that diversity is an illness. We become YouTube psychologists with no training or experience and simply judge people as to whether they fit the mold that we've inadvertently learnt or watched or observed. But somehow in that process we petition the world up. Second guessing someone assumes you know them, but you don't. Universal laws let you understand all humanity. If you know how humans evolve, you know everything. People become really transparent. Then you can love them, understand them, much better than even they love themselves. And that's what I do and that's what I teach. But you have to know that great power and knowledge comes with a great responsibility. Knowing, understanding others does not mean blurting out what you know and pushing cream pie in a person's face just because you know more about them than they do. You need to learn patience with this awareness. So understanding another person at work is only half the story. What if you understand that your boss is having hell at home and they are being mean and aggressive towards you as, at work as a result? What do you do then? You understand them but is not a pleasant circumstance and it needs to change somehow. Let's see, let's look at it. If you let them be mean and aggressive, you are called an enabler and you enable bad behavior at work, which will transmit to other people at work, which will transmit to partners at home, which will eventually backfire on that person you're enabling. So that's not gonna work. 
But if you push back on them and inform them and tell them what a grumpy bugger they're being or a grumpy bitch or whatever you say, you're likely to get a bad review at the end of the year and lose your bonus. The solution, when you're ready for it, is to blame yourself. And if you are not the cause of something, how in the heck of the world are you ever going to fix it? Your boss's mood and their attitude to you must become your fault. Now this transcends all psychology and pop culture. Fixing a problem with your boss assumes your boss is the problem and that you might have a solution or someone else might have. And nothing could be more further from the truth. Let's start with the premise. Known for centuries and recently ignored completely by pop culture and YouTube psychology, that nothing happens outside of us that isn't happening within. Your inner wealth causes your outer reality. So if someone is disrespectful to you, that's you being disrespectful to you inside your self-talk. If someone is kind to you, that's being kind to you in your inner wealth self-talk. So nobody does to you more or less than you do to yourself. In other words, stop blaming your boss, your partner, your kids, your company, the environment, the house, the car, the cat, the dog for giving you not what you want. It's all just a big mirror. And in reverse, stop giving credit to others that you deserve to be giving and rewarding yourself with. Now let's go back. Your partner is giving you hell. Your boss is giving you hell. You can go into battle and fix it with them, or you can own it. They are the mirror and ask why, where, how, what the hell am I doing to myself, treating myself like a loser because I'm being treated like a loser and that's just the mirror of how I'm treating myself. I'm being treated like a weak person, like a self-deprecating person. I'm a half-living human. And that we can easily fix once we say, I am the cause and therefore the cure. But sometimes we get lazy. And this is where it gets complicated. Often we get hopeful of being treated well by others, not because we truly love or understand them, or even want to perform well in their eyes, but to distract ourselves from our own misery. So instead of expecting to be treated well, we might ask, why am I suffering? Why am I in misery? Maybe we need to learn to love and understand ourselves and have true compassion for ourselves first. And then we can truly love and understand another person. And then there is no grumpy boss. We know if there is a grumpy boss or partner, we know what to do. We do our homework. We build our inner wealth. How you treat yourself when you are mean and aggressive to yourself is always reflected in the world around you. Sure, there are some people who will try to rescue you, but those people are typically being mean and cruel to themselves and don't like the look of it in you. Ask yourself, do you really treat yourself with love and understanding or are you critical and mean to yourself? Do you reward yourself for what you've done well? Do you acknowledge the effort you've put into doing things or are you critical of the result? Learn to treat yourself with love and understanding and then you will automatically be treated well. Unless you do this, you are just playing trickery and you'll be caught in that game, nature's watching. Sometimes we feel empty. We feel a vacuum, a deep lack of something. We don't know the cause. It's very vague. But that feeling of being empty inside is, 
it can be really, really strong. And then we expect and hope for something much better so that we'll feel less alone, less empty. The desire to understand ourselves and to understand life is a deep thirst. And the most important thing here is to know where to look and in contrast, where not to look. This is the very same thirst, the deep thirst to be loved and to love. We are ready to love and be loved. It's very natural. But because we feel and feel deep that emptiness, we can try to find the object of our love. Sometimes we haven't had the time to understand ourselves, yet we've already found the person, the object of our love. But when we realize that all our hopes and expectations, of course, can't be fulfilled by another person if we haven't fulfilled them ourselves, we continue to feel empty. You want to find something, but you don't know what to search for. In everyone, there is a continuous desire and expectation deep inside. You still expect something better to happen. That's why you check your email many times a day. So the essence of loving kindness is to be able to offer happiness to people. You can be the sunshine for another person, but you can't offer happiness until you've found it yourself. You can't bring sunshine to another person if you don't bring it to yourself. And if you're expecting other people to bring you sunshine when you're not bringing sunshine to yourself, you're actually expecting something very sad. If you don't do this, if you don't take responsibility for being the sunshine in your own life, you're just giving sunshine to others to get sunshine back and those expectations block love. So the suggestion from me and from nature, of course, is to build a home inside yourself, your inner wealth. By accepting yourself and learning to love and heal yourself, you learn how to practice mindfulness in such a way that you can create moments of happiness and joy in your own nourishment. Then you have something to offer the other person. You give the excess away. If you cultivate enough understanding and love for yourself, then every moment, whether it's spent making breakfast or driving the car or watering the garden, doing anything else in the day, can be a moment of joy. This is not as complicated as you might think. It's only about the choices you make. In a deep relationship, there's no longer a boundary between you and the other person. You are them and they are you. Your suffering is their suffering. Your understanding of your own suffering helps your loved one suffer less. Suffering and happiness are no longer individual matters in a deep relationship. What matters to your loved one happens to you. What happens to, to you happens to your loved one. In true love, there's no more separation or discrimination in your inner wealth. Their happiness is your happiness. Their suffering is your suffering. You can no longer say, that's your problem. When you love someone, you have to have trust and confidence. Love without trust is, is not yet love. Of course, first you have to trust, respect and have confidence in yourself. Trust that you have good and compassionate heart. You are part of the universe. You are made of stars. When you look at your loved one, you see that they are also made of stars. 
and carry the eternity inside of themselves. If you look this way, we naturally feel reverence, respect, love becomes a sacred practice. True love cannot be, cannot be without trust and respect for oneself. And through this, we gain respect and love for the other person. When you love someone, you should have the capacity to bring relief and help them suffer less. And this is an art. If you don't understand the roots of their suffering, you can't help. Just as a doctor can't help heal your illness if they don't know the cause of it. You need to understand the cause of your loved one's suffering in order to bring help and relief. The more you understand, the more you love. The more you love, the more you understand. They are two sides of one reality. The mind of love and the mind of understanding are one in the same thing. However, if you follow the path, what you can see is if they're suffering, if they're suffering, their anger, their envy, their frustration is pointed at you. You cannot talk them out of it. You cannot buy them out of it. You cannot make enough apologies to remove their suffering if it's directed towards you because their suffering is only a small measure of what's going on inside of you. They are just the mirror. Your voice, your inner voice is louder than theirs. Often when we say, I love you, we focus mostly on the idea of I who is doing the loving and less on the quality of love that's being offered. This is because we're caught by the idea of self. We think we have a self, but there is no such thing as an individual separate self. A flower is made of non-flower elements, such as chlorophyll, sunlight, and water. If we were to remove all of the non-flower elements from a flower, there'd be no flower. A flower cannot be by itself, alone. A flower can only interbe, interconnected with all of us. Humans are like this too. We can't exist by ourselves alone. We can only interbe. I am made of only non-me elements such as earth, sun, fire, water, parents and ancestors. In a relationship, if you can see the nature of interbeing between and you and the other person, you can see that their suffering is your own suffering and your happiness is their own happiness. With this way of seeing, you speak and act differently. This in itself can relieve so much suffering. In the next podcast, I'm going to talk about choices. And this is going to be a very, very interesting shift for the month of March. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.